Basketball season's almost here, so we're going to talk a little Big Ten Media Days and then make our picks on games around the country this weekend in college football. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. Make sure wherever you listen, you subscribe, turn on notifications, you leave a comment and a uh a re- review so we can get the best feedback and make this show as good as we can. Uh, always looking to improve here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, but then also, I would like to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Sling TV. This episode of Locked On Northwestern is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss the games across the country right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. All right. So this week was Big Ten Media Day for uh, Media Days for basketball, and uh, Northwestern was was up there on I believe the first day, and uh, you saw Chris Collins, uh, Chase Adige, and Boo Booey were the representatives for for Northwestern in uh, at Big Ten Media Days. Obviously, we know this basketball team um, maybe has not lived up to expectations over the last few years. They are losing Pete Nance to North Carolina, uh, who, who was 14.6 points per game last year, 6.5 rebounds, 2.7 assists. Ryan Young is also transferring to Duke, so kind of random and interesting there that – Two Northwestern transfers are going to that rivalry. Ryan Young averaged nine points a game, 4.2 rebounds, and 0.9 assists last season. Uh, Northwestern was eighth nationally in turnover percentage last last year at 14.1%. Uh, in the transfer portal, they added Titus Verhoeven from UTEP from the transfer portal, a guy who's been a multi-year starter. Um, I believe he started out in the A-10 and then ended, found his way to UTEP. Last year he was 6.6 points per game, 4.6 assists and 1. Point, or 4.6 rebounds rather and 1.1 assists. Um, non-conference games this year of note, Northwestern plays Georgetown, Pittsburgh and DePaul. And uh, let's let's talk about what we heard from from Northwestern when they got on the stage. You had Chris Collins address the media and then you had Chris Collins, Adige, and Bowie all uh, talk on the Big Ten Network as well. Well, what you generally heard, Chris Collins, as he's going into his uh, 10th season here at Northwestern, he's excited. It's a fresh start. You get five of the seven top scorers back. There's there's a lot of experience on this team. He did comment about how NIL and transfers has drastically changed how college basketball functions. I mean, some of these schools you see in 
70, 80 percent uh, production loss from year to year. I mean, you can look around the country. I mean, there was the wild situation that played out at LSU this offseason where they fired Will Wade for recruiting violations. And I think they had every player on the team and every commit either decommitted, entered the transfer portal, or went to the NBA. So they have a totally different team. Like, that's kind of the world that we live in now in college basketball where that type thing can happen. And it's crazy when it does happen. But he said, look, the game's changed. There's a new dynamic and it's going to continue to evolve as these first few years of NIL and transfer portal kind of iron themselves out. And the teams that adapt the best are going to be the ones that succeed. He talked about the, the trajectory of the program. They, they have started to win more conference games year by year slowly. He said he wishes it would be uh, quicker. He wants it to be quicker. But last year, you had 11 losses by five points or fewer. Uh, he's got a new front court this year, which, which will be interesting to see how those guys in new roles kind of file in and fill in the roles of some of the guys that left the program. Um, as far as... As far as this team, they're going to go as the perimeter goes. They get most of the guys out uh, out on the perimeter back. Uh, Boo Booey is your returning leading scorer. And, um, I mean, those guys are going to help. Uh, Boo Booey and Chase Audige are going to to kind of command this this team as leaders, multi-year starters, three-year, three, four-year starters. Um, you also have Robbie Barron in there who's been – been with the program for a little bit and uh when talking about the production that needs to be replaced he didn't he, it was almost like a money ball answer it was really it was really fascinating um because it wasn't quite we need to replace pete nance we need to replace ryan young it's we need to replace collectively or we need to come together and give us the production that we need collectively so it's almost the the you're not trying to replace uh, Giambi and um, oh gosh why am I drawing Johnny Damon and those guys from Moneyball if you've ever seen that movie it was you almost have to recreate them and that's almost what the answer is so you you get guys who can kind of collectively make up for what you lost there your team leaders coming back Chase Audige or your reps there in Big Ten Media Days. Chase Audige, 9.8 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, 1.9 assists per game last year, and Boo Booey, 14.1 points per game, 2.5 rebounds, and 4.3 assists last season. The experience on this team is going to be key. Uh, like, like I said earlier, five of the seven top scorers are coming back. Those guys are going to be expected to do more this year, especially with... Uh, Ryan Young and Pete Nance on their way out to different programs. They got some momentum late in the year last year, winning six of the last 12 um, conference games, including a game in the Big Ten tournament. 59.6% um, of the team's minutes return this year, which is third in the Big Ten. Uh, Boo Booey, he talked about how this year he's really taken a step forward with his leadership uh, and being vocal, and I think that that's that's a really great thing for for him this season, and um, I think that that'll be important 
to make sure you have somebody, especially the guy at the point guard spot. I think that's very, very valuable to have a leader there because I think that means a lot to the team. The guy who has the ball in his hands is facilitating things for everybody else on the court. I think it's important for that person to be a leader on the team and the fact that he has stated that he has stepped up as a more vocal guy. He'd always been a lead by example guy, but now he's learned to become more vocal. I think that's important. Um, there's a lot of talk about Matt Nicholson, the seven foot one, 255 pound big man down low. I said that, look, I mean, he's, he's a physical guy. And uh, in this league where you're going to see a lot of big guys like Hunter, Hunter Dickinson, and these other people in the league, you got to have somebody down low who can kind of be physical and uh, kind of bang bodies with with those guys. And uh, they've they very much talked about his improvement. I mean, Chase Audish said that if there's been an MVP of the offseason, it's been Matt Nicholson and the energy that he's brought to this team this offseason. He also talked about how Ty Berry and Brooks Barnheiser have improved mightily going into this year, and that's exciting. And then he said that, look, I mean, when when Robbie Barron is playing his best, the team plays his best. And I think that that was an interesting statement um, to kind of pair with how uh, Chris Collins said the, 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 the perimeter, this team will go how the perimeter goes. That's kind of similar thought there. He also talked uh, about Titus Verhoeven, uh, or Chris Collins did. He talked about Titus Verhoeven. He's a six-year guy, uh, mobile big man, who has plenty of experience at the FBS level, uh, 23 years years old, uh, old guy on the team as a result of that. Uh, Very welcomed addition to this Northwestern basketball team. And then finally, Luke Hunger, a freshman that has come in, very excited about him. Skilled guy. Uh, another bigger guy. At, I think he's listed at 6'10", 255 pounds. So another guy who's probably going to see some minutes this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that Chris Collins seems very excited about this team. Uh, despite the losses, despite the key losses. I think he's excited about what they have added uh, and the the way that everybody has gotten better. And you hear that echoed by Boo Booey and Chase Audige, uh going into this year. But I think it's it's going to be an exciting year um, for Northwestern basketball. I think uh, with the with the production you return and the losses that the other programs have made, there is room for for upward movement. And then, and that's what that's kind of what Chris Collins and Chase Audige talked about was you don't really know right now what this league is going to look like because everybody lost so much. Well, Northwestern brings back a lot. So could we see significant upward movement by this Northwestern program? I think so, but it's going to be something to keep monitoring. And we're going to keep talking about it here probably uh, at the beginning of this next week. Um, but it's it's definitely, as it approaches, it becomes a very, very exciting time for Northwestern basketball. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my initial takeaways from from Big Ten Media Days. We'll talk about it more next week. But first, uh, we're going to start talking about the picks around the country. we we got to keep up that segment, even though uh, around the Big Ten and then ar- around the country, we got to keep up that segment, even though Northwestern is not playing this week. Um, but, you know, but first, let's let's hear from our friends at Underdog. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up 
college football season. It's easy to get started and easy to play while you're watching your favorite team play. Look, it's 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 available in over 30 states. It's easy. Uh, just pick two to five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish higher or low, lower than the totals listed. Uh, one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win hard cash, cold hard cash, in a single game. Go to Underdog to make your own picks. Sign up with promo code Locked On. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So deposit $100 and get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right. So now that we've we've talked a little bit about Northwestern basketball, and we, we're going to talk more about it here uh, coming up uh, in the next week or two or as we lead up to games. But we need to talk about these games taking place across the Big Ten this week. And we're going to start uh, with the first one being a big one. Number 10, Penn State at number five, Michigan. The line is Michigan minus seven. Over under of 50 and a half. And uh, look, I'm not sure Penn State's going to run the ball all that effectively. Uh, if you go look at it, some of the better defenses they've played, they struggled. They ran on Auburn. Um, they didn't really run all that well, um, considering, or well, at least they, they turned the ball over a lot. And I thought North, Northwestern kind of contained that offense pretty well. I know it was in the rain. Uh, I think that this could be the game where you see some Sean Clifford mistakes. And as a result, I'm picking Michigan minus seven and over 50.5 on the over under. Next up, Minnesota at number 24, Illinois. Minnesota's a six and a half point favorite in this one. At least that's what the line says. Over under of 39 and a half. Uh, look, I think that this is a competent Illinois team that's that's got some momentum I've got a really good running back in Chase Brown. Home dogs feels very interesting here. I feel like Illinois will be uh, up and ready for a game like this. For that reason, I'm going to take Illinois plus six and a half and the under 39 and a half. I think that this could be an ugly, grinded out kind of game. I mean, Illinois was just in a game like that last week. Um, Next up, Maryland at Indiana. Uh, Maryland is an 11 and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, and the over under is 62 and a half Maryland tough loss last week. I think they're very, very cap- They're a very capable team. I think they lost to a Purdue team. That's probably better than its record. Uh, and then Indiana, look, they're really bad. I don't think they're good at all for that reason. I am taking Maryland minus 11 and a half and under 62 and a half next up Wisconsin. At Michigan State, Wisconsin is a seven-point favorite over under of 49 and a half. Look, Leonard's the Leonard audition is going to continue here. Uh, I mean, it's picked up a lot of momentum with his performance last week against Northwestern with that 42-7 win. Uh, Michigan State's not very good. I think you're starting to see maybe the, the repercussions of 
hitting the portal super hard and then having all that talent go out the door. What's the, what's the culture really like? I don't know. Uh, I'll take Wisconsin minus seven on the road, but I will take the over 49 and a half in this one as well. Next, finally, actually, Nebraska at Purdue. Purdue is a 13 and a half point favorite in this one. And then you have an over under of 56. Nebraska's showing some life tied for first in the Big Ten West after their loss to their loss to Northwestern in week zero in Dublin. Uh, Purdue coming off a huge win against Maryland, um, showing a lot of life here as well after their head scratching and awful um, loss to Penn State that they had the game and then literally operative word through threw the game away. Um, look, I think that this could be a game where you see a lot of points. Um, or, well, I think that, that actually, sorry, I, my, I wrote my point down poorly. I think that this is a game where the line is very, very big. That's a lot of points to be laying with Purdue. I'm going to go under 56 and Nebraska plus 13 and a half in this one. And that's kind of how I see that one playing out. And that's how I see these games in the Big Ten this week playing out. Uh, in just a second, we're going to take a look at the games around the country that caught my eye. But first, as as Big Ten, as a fan of a Big Ten team, we all need to know what our team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen Locked on Big Ten. All right. Now that we are back, again, all of our lines are brought to you by Bet Online, and we are going to look at the games around the country. We're going to start in the earlier window with number 19, Kansas at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's coming off an embarrassing 49 nothing loss to Texas. Kansas coming off a Brutal loss um, in a really fun game with TCU where they lost their starting quarterback for this one. But the backup came in and looked awesome. Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite over under a 55-and-a-half. Jason being that backup quarterback, I mean, he was making big-time throw after big-time throw last week. Oklahoma's defense is awful. Uh, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of points in this, and so I'm going to take Kansas plus nine. The ranked team, nine-point underdogs, give me that. Kansas plus nine, over 55 and a half in this one. The biggest game of the week, probably. Number three, Alabama. At number six, Tennessee. Alabama's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Over under 65 and a half. Hinden Hooker's awesome at the quarterback position for Tennessee. Will, will Bryce Young even play? We don't really know. I'm not sure about it. I've seen some speculation in the media. If he does play... What percentage of Bryce Young are we going to get on Saturday? I think it's too many points in a in too big of a spot for Tennessee. This is the biggest game to come to Knoxville since 2004. Um, I mean, give me Tennessee plus seven and a half and over 65 and a half in that game right there. Next up, number eight, Oklahoma State at number 13, TCU. TCU is a 13 and a half or three and a half point favorite there. Sorry. Uh, Over-under of 69. Uh, TCU's offense is awesome. Spencer Sanders has been pretty good for Oklahoma State. The defense has fallen off a little bit from last year. 
Uh, I think that TCU is too powerful with Duggan. Um, and I think that as a result, TCU will cover that three and a half, but the over 69 will hit as well. Next up, number 15, NC State at number 18, Syracuse. Syracuse is a three and a half point favorite over under 42. Devin Leary, I think there may be some question whether he plays in this one. Uh, can Syracuse run on this good NC State defense? Remains to be seen. Syracuse did not run the ball well when you look at the totality of the schedule. There's some outliers that have them bumped up and make them look better than they are at running the ball. As a result, I'm going to take NC State plus three and a half and the under 42 in this one. Next up, number four, Clemson at FSU. Clemson is a three and a half point favorite over under of 51. Clemson's very solid. I think they're good. I don't think they're great. I think that they are very capable of winning every single game they play. Um, with they don't, don't make mistakes, which they've been pretty decent at not making mistakes this year. Uh, their defense is awesome. Can FSU get off the mat after losing a couple games and their season kind of teetering here? I don't think they can, and so I'm going to take Clemson minus three and a half and under 51. I think that game could be low scoring and just kind of a muck it up kind of game. Next up, number 16, Mississippi State at number 22, Kentucky. Mississippi State's a four-point favorite in this over under of 49. Mississippi State is really, really good. Uh, my good buddy, Zach Blackerby, uh, at Locked On Auburn, he uh, he stole my saying that I've been saying that uh, Mississippi State, if you put LSU's helmets on them, you'd be talking about it as a top 15, top 10 type type of team. Um, Kentucky is is reeling a little bit uh, after, after a couple losses. Will Levis... Banged up last week. I mean, I don't. I'm not even sure if he's if he's playing. But if he does play, kind of like Bryce Young, like what percent of Will Levis are we gonna get out there? Meanwhile, Will Rogers is a stud. Will Rogers is awesome. He throws around the yard in the Mike Leach offense. Mississippi State can run the ball better than you would expect them to. Give me Mississippi State minus four and over 49 points in that one. Next up. We go across the country. Number seven, USC at number 20, Utah. Utah's a three and a half point favorite in this game over under of 65. I don't really feel that USC has been uh, officially tested to this point in the year. I think it's going to be a tough environment for them to play play in. Utah has to get off the mat after, after a tough loss to UCLA that it just didn't feel like they were ever really in. I think they do do that. I think they were... Going to be better prepared for this one. Give me Utah minus three and a half and under 65 on this one. And then we got a couple of just random fun ones here. UNC at Duke, the rivalry in basketball here in the on the football field. UNC is a seven point favorite over under 67 and a half. UNC scores a ton of points, but they allow a ton of points. So that defense is horrendous. Uh, and I think, look, they've, they've got an awesome quarterback, Drake May. Duke is kind of limping into this one. Lost two out of the last three. Give me UNC minus seven and over 67 and a half. Uh, final two here, LSU at Florida. Rivalry game in the SEC there. Florida's a two and a half point favorite over under 50 and a half. And I don't think, look, I think, I think LSU is bad. I think Florida has an advantage at quarterback. Uh, and they're at home in the swamp. I think it's going to be a phenomenal environment. And for that reason, I'm taking Florida minus two and a half and over 50 and a half. And then finally, Arkansas at BYU. 
This game's a pick 'em over under of 66 and a half. This game's in Provo, which I love. Random, weird, weird, weird spot for Arkansas going across the country after losing a few games. And you have to go play BYU. I think they've got the advantage at quarterback with Jaron Haw. I mean, KJ Jefferson did not play last week. I think he was out with a concussion. Where's he at going into this game? If you if they turn it over to Hornsby, Hornsby's not very good. And I think I think that'd be a significant advantage for BYU. I think it's a must win for both of these teams who've kind of had their seasons that were very, very hopeful. I mean, BYU could have been a non-power five playoff contender, and then Arkansas was a lot of people's dark horse in the SEC West. Well, both these teams need this win. I've got BYU at home and under 66 and a half. I think this game, kind of like some other ones, could kind of get ugly and turn into a muck it up kind of game. Of course, all of those lines and over over unders are brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. That's where they I get those lines from every week. Um, but yeah, that's those are the picks around the country. Those are the picks around the Big Ten. And then we obviously talked a little bit of Northwestern basketball as Big Ten Media Days happen this week. That's probably going to do it for today's show. Uh, thank you for, for joining us here at Locked on Northwestern. Thank you for making Locked on Northwestern your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked on Northwestern. Wherever you listen, make sure you turn on notifications and subscribe. You leave a comment and a review, and uh, we will continue to make the show as good as we can on our end. Um, and yeah, and you can follow me. Uh, I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CarterBird13. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun weekend of college football. Northwestern on their off week, on their bye week. Uh, it'll be fun to see what shakes out in the Big Ten this week and around the country. And Until then, I'll see you all next time.